terms of the powers and the gifts, girls. Learning lessons, hosting parties in this modern world. Stick around, a brighter day is guaranteed. Enjoy your time and some etiquette with Emily. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Etiquette with Emily. I'm your host, Emily Pertzborn. In my last episode, I gave you the who, what, when, where, and why of Etiquette with Emily. In this episode, I will be giving you some backstory about the trio of books by Kate Spade that inspired my love for the topic of etiquette, as well as a short lesson and introductions from the 1941 book, The New American Etiquette by Lily Haxworth Wallace. But first, I'd like to properly introduce myself. My name is Emily Pertzborn. My maiden name is Valerie. I just turned 31 years old. I'm a Capricorn, and my personality is very much true to the traditional Capricorn traits. I'm an interior designer and decorator, and I also dabble in set design from time to time. I live in Los Angeles, California in a 1930s apartment with my husband, Brandon, and our cats, Dahlia, Abra, and Kevin. I have lived in Southern California my entire life, except for one year when I was a baby, I lived in New Jersey. Brandon and I also own an Airbnb in Des Moines, Iowa called Foxcroft Estate. I have been blogging for over 10 years on a wide range of subjects from fashion to cooking. I also buy and sell antiques and love going to thrift stores and estate sales. I went to school for fashion merchandising, but realized my interest in fashion really lies in my own personal style as well as fashion history. So I was a bit lost on what I should pursue as a career besides working in a museum or as a consultant for costume designers. I'm actually not even sure if that last one is a real job, but it sounds pretty fun. I have always had such varied interests, and I'm always trying to figure out how to combine everything I love into my career. The closest I've gotten to a fulfilling career that includes so many of these interests is interior design. I get to work with antiques, color, pattern, history, and I get to problem solve and come up with creative solutions. But beyond the artistic fulfillment, I also have the privilege of tying in some of my other interests in roundabout ways. For example, when I design a kitchen, I get to incorporate my love for cooking. When I design a guest room, I have the opportunity to use my interest in hosting others and making guests feel comfortable. In the overall design of a home, there is an overarching theme of etiquette due to the entertaining nature most of our homes provide our guests. Comfortable seating, a place to hang your coat, china for dinner parties, flattering light, warmth and hominess, a well-stocked bar if you enjoy serving drinks, floral arrangements, scented candles, the list goes on and on. So my approach to design and decorating comes from a hostess perspective, not only for the guests who may visit, but more importantly for my clients, the residents of the home. If you hire me as a designer, my goal will be to provide warmth, coziness, and whimsy to your home. This coming year, I hope to continue to grow my design business and also dive back into the world of content creation through this podcast, my YouTube channel, my blog, Instagram, and an Etiquette with Emily newsletter on Substack. I don't want this relationship with you, my listeners, to be a one-way street. I would love to build a community of people with similar interests. In future episodes, I would like to include listener questions, and I'm always open for suggestions on topics to cover. So please email me at hello at emilypertzborn.com or shoot me a comment or message on the Etiquette with Emily Instagram page. If this community of design-loving, history-obsessed, and etiquette-intrigued individuals begins to grow, I will come up with ways to better connect online and maybe even in person. And now, for a lesson in introductions from the 1941 book, The New American Etiquette by Lily Haxworth Wallace. This book is a treasure trove of fun illustrations, American history, and practical advice that can still be utilized today. I was lucky enough to find this book affordably at an antique store, but if you are interested in purchasing a copy online, you can find them being sold for a starting price of $35. I also recommend inputting a notification on your eBay account for books you are interested in so you can find out the second they are listed. 
I will most likely be referring to this book in many episodes to come because this 861-page book is just that good. The chapter on introductions opens with the following. The most important rule to follow in making introductions is to speak very deliberately and clearly so that those being introduced cannot mistake each other's names or titles. When reading about how introductions were made in the past, gender, age, and social status play the biggest roles. Due to the equality being needed in business settings, gender doesn't play as big of a role in our culture as it used to. However, I don't think this means chivalry needs to be dead, especially in our personal and social lives. I do believe age should still be respected as it was in the past, especially to senior citizens and elders in our families and communities. Social status is one category of respect that I'm happy to see be in the past. Of course, more thought and professionalism should go into conversing with a higher-up, teacher or professor, religious leader, civil servant, or royalty. But everyone, regardless of their career, celebrity, social rank, or wealth, should be given the same amount of respect and humanity. If you find yourself in a situation where you could be making introductions and conversation with people who hold positions of power in the government or military, it is wise to review the current formal introductions. The Emily Post Institute is a great resource for these types of inquiries and topics, so I highly recommend checking out their website or their current edition of their book. But most importantly, if you have a smile on your face, exude warmth and kindness, and are attentive to the person speaking, you will be in good shape. And now, 10 introduction tips from the new American etiquette. Number one, as a general rule, the younger girl or lady is always presented or introduced to the older. Number two, the most formal introduction in the smartest circles sounds like this. Mrs. Elderly, may I present Mrs. Young? How do you do? Is the response of both. Number three, In making informal introductions, the may I present can be completely omitted and you may simply say, Mrs. Elderly, Mrs. Young. Number four, another very informal yet a graceful way to make an introduction is to say, Mrs. Elderly, do you know Mrs. Young? Number five, never confer a husband's title on a woman. Dr. Carter's wife is never introduced as Mrs. Dr. Carter. Number six, the most formal introduction of a man to a woman would sound like this. Mrs. Young, may I present Mr. Elderly? Both parties respond with, how do you do? And they shake hands if the lady or girl offers hers. Number seven. In the case of two gentlemen, the younger is always presented to the older with the occasional exception that the elder may be presented to a younger man of great distinction who is a guest of honor at a party, dinner, or other affair. Number eight. When introducing members of your family, avoid the use of names and titles as much as possible. In the fashionable world, one of the more serious social crimes is pretentiousness, and it can appear boastful if you introduce your husband by saying, Mrs. Smart, may I present Professor Wilson, my husband? The correct thing to say is, Mrs. Smart, may I present my husband? And if you are introducing a member of the family whose surname differs from your own, you would always mention the name in the introduction. Number nine, when you are young and when you are with your crowd, it is not rude to introduce persons exactly as all the others in the crowd do. Number 10, No fashionable person ever says, I am glad to make your acquaintance, or pleased to meet you. Even if the reason for those taboos cannot be easily defined, the fact remains that they are never used in smart circles, and the person using them is quickly classed as a person who is not accustomed to fashionable company. That last tip is so hilariously pretentious and is probably the only tip that has no modern day application. It's perfectly acceptable nowadays to tell someone, it's so great to finally meet you. I hope you enjoyed this little excerpt from The New American Etiquette. Stay tuned for more lessons from vintage books in future episodes. And now, may I present to you the story about how I fell in love with the topic of etiquette. When I was 11 years old, I accompanied my mom to her favorite store at Fashion Island in Newport Beach, Anthropology. 
Although I was a bit too young to wear any of the clothing from anthropology, I thoroughly enjoyed looking at the displays, imagining how I dress when I was a career woman someday, and perusing the accessories, beauty products, and books. The year was 2004, and Kate Spade had just released her trio of books, Style, Occasions, and Manners. The first book I purchased on that fateful day was Style. I was immediately drawn in by the beautiful illustrations by Virginia Johnson. This book transported me to a different world. It was so aspirational, and it began to shape my personal style, which at its core has remained the same for 20 years. Some of the topics covered in style include finding style in movies and architecture, what to wear to the office, what to wear when traveling, closet organization, seasonal style, the list goes on. The next time I went back to anthropology with my mom, she bought me the other two books from the collection, Manners and Occasions. These books were $20 each, which is about $32 today. For an 11-year-old whose interests change on a whim, this seems like a big investment for a set of books. However, this trio has sat on my desk for 20 years, and I still reference them and get inspired by them regularly. Manners covers topics such as table manners, tipping, the day-to-night fashion topic I covered in my last episode, artful conversation, thank you notes, and so, so much more. Occasions covers the topic of entertaining and hosting and covers everything from floral arrangements to overnight guests. I was always a very well-behaved and self-aware kid. My parents have often commented on how well I always took care of my belongings, my affinity for stationery from a young age, and the general politeness and sensitivity for others I always exhibited. So I suppose my personality type was prone to being interested in these sorts of topics. But these books were the launching pad for everything to come in my life. I idolized Kate Spade and through the scripture of her books determined that she was the perfect woman. So it's no surprise that her suicide in 2018 wrecked me. This image I had always had of the perfect woman was destroyed and momentarily replaced with darkness and gruesomeness. How could someone who appeared to have the full package be so depressed that she'd take her own life? Well, because great style, a charming personality, and great hosting skills do not equate to happiness. I know this is obvious and not revolutionary, and I do not say this to attempt to teach any sort of lesson. But this is something I had to start telling myself. Through my idolization of these books over the years, they became a bit of a crutch. I'd go to them when I was sad, when life didn't make sense, when I needed to be inspired. They became a roadmap into adulthood. I have since balanced my admiration for Kate Spade's books with a healthy dose of perspective. I know they aren't the answer to all of life's questions, but I appreciate the inspiration and lessons they provided me during such pivotal years, and I'm sure they will continue to provide me with guidance for years to come. In future episodes, I will cover the content within these amazing books, but to close this episode, I will provide you with a parting tip of the week from the At Home, Yours or Others section from Kate Spade's Manners. Want to be invited back? If you stayed for the weekend and didn't arrive with a hostess gift, be sure to send a note and a small gift, ideally no more than two weeks after your visit. To add to that tip on a personal note, I think taking your hosts out to dinner or even coffee if you are on a budget is also a great thank you gift if you can't think of anything more personal. In my next episode, I will share some unique party ideas, some lessons in charm from the 1954 book Secrets of Charm by John Robert Powers and Mary Sue Miller. John Robert Powers is actually mentioned in my theme song, if you caught that. And a tip of the week from Tiffany's Table Manners for Teenagers. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, as well as follow Etiquette with Emily on Instagram. Don't forget to send me your questions about anything ranging from etiquette to interior design. You can email them to hello at emilypertzborn.com or message them on Instagram. A huge thanks to my friend Trace for writing and performing my theme song, as well as the insanely talented Holly Holland for illustrating my logo. 
Once again, my name is Emily Pertzborn, and I believe it's time to put out the fire and call in the cats. Good day to you. Etiquette with Emily.